Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. I'm saying that for the first time in 2024 because it's the very first episode. It's a brand new year and kind of following on with the social media trend that we've definitely been seeing over the past couple of weeks in this episode, I'm going to share my own list of ins and outs for the year. But before I get into all of that, I just want to ask, how are you doing like right now? Because I don't know about you, but since this new year started, I am feeling so slow. I had a good, I would say, 10 days off. And I don't know, when you work for yourself, even though you're off, you kind of do have things to think about. Um, And you can kind of get excited about things and start planning for things. But you also know there's definite things that must be done. So I was very set on getting stuff done. I'm on deadline. I know exactly what tasks I need to do for different clients. And it was just as if my brain and body were like, no, we're not, we're just not there yet. So I've been having this internal struggle of no, things need to get done. So set up your camera and your tripod and get this job done. And my brain is like, but no, (laughs) you've got a few more days of deadlines ahead. And I don't know, I didn't want to be that person working up until the last minute, even though that's what I used to do all throughout my university work. But it wasn't until... I happened to listen to the latest episode of the Astrology of the Week Ahead with Chani Nicholas that I started to feel better about waiting. I finally said, okay, chill. In Chani's first episode, she basically says, if you can, have your out of office on until Tuesday the 9th. And I was like, well, the majority of people can't do that. And she did acknowledge that as well. But I think she also meant, in a mental headspace kind of way, like try and keep things at a distance until next Tuesday. She said, nothing that you want to go to plan is going to go to plan. So for a start, don't plan anything. In fact, she says, this week is a great time to dream about the things that you want. And next week, it's about getting a plan of action together. Because no matter what you plan this week, it's just not going to go to plan. And for me, I think usually that can often mean, oh, you know, you'll plan things, but you can't plan for other people's reactions or how long they take. But instead, me planning just wasn't in sync with what my body and mind needed. Yes, I've had 10 days off at home, watching stuff, drinking alcohol, eating carbs, mince pies, cheese. But I think I also needed a break from that, kind of like a segue from utter couch living to getting ready for work so it's like this in-between stage so I've really taken that message to heart this week because what's the worst that can happen I can prioritize my client work so I have one thing to do per day I can if necessary even let my clients know that the work might come in a little later thankfully I didn't have to do that But just kind of telling myself to slow down and chill and do one thing a day has really, really helped me so much so that I'm actually sat here recording this episode with a much better, less frantic and frustrated energy. Like I'm really happy to be here. I'm always happy to record an episode, but sometimes it can feel like, oh, I need to get my episode out, but I've also got clients X, Y, Z waiting 
but right now I just feel really good. So hopefully you're in a good space too. And I guess I should just get on with this ins and outs episode. As mentioned at the beginning, this whole ins and outs for 2024 has been something that's really been popping up all over social media, TikTok, Instagram. People are sharing their thoughts on what they want to see more of in 2024 and what they really want to see less of in 2024. And this is across all fields, fashion, beauty, everything you can think of. But before I share mine, I thought I'd share just a few insights that I'd picked up from a couple of other people I follow that have actually got me thinking. So first of all, it's Mandy Lee, the fashion writer and analyst, also known as Old Loser in Brooklyn on Instagram and TikTok. She was on the show back in October 2022. So I'll be sure to leave a link to that show for you because it was such a good chat. Before I get into Mandy's ins and outs, she's actually doing something really cool at the moment. She recently shared her fashion take on 75 Hard, which is a really well-known kind of habit-changing challenge where you have to complete five critical tasks every day for 75 days. Now, that challenge has really been kind of taken over by the fitness industry. But what I love is Mandy's thoughtful style take on it because it's aimed at getting us to think about what we already have to wear, stop buying new things and also solidify our own personal style. So I'm going to leave a link to Mandy's Instagram so you can check out her 75 hard style challenge because I just think it's really good. And I know that for many a huge in for 2024 is going to be sustainability and looking at what you already have. But back to Mandy's ins and outs, there were a few that really resonated with me. First of all, from the fashion angle, polka dots. Mandy does also mention sailor fashion and leopard print, but it was the polka dots that really stood out for me. I think there's a real playfulness there. It reminds me of childhood. And I think With this trend, it's going to be the bigger, the better, like the bigger the dots, the better. And it's all kind of come into sync for me because literally just a few days ago, I saw Ashley Graham wearing this amazing Marc Jacobs look that featured a bustier, a long ruched and gathered skirt and this kind of hooded anorak. Now they kind of sound like three things that might not usually go together, but they're all made in this chocolate brown fabric that was covered in large black polka dots. When I say this outfit has been haunting me, I just feel like it's literally me. Like if I could have that outfit now, I would totally wear it somewhere very fancy. I just love how Ashley looks. If you don't know Ashley Graham, she is someone who's known as a curve model plus size model. I don't even know if they're the same thing these days actually, but For me, she's someone I absolutely admire because she's not a size two. So I would say if I was going to wear this trend right now, even though I want the whole look, I would probably look for an oversized shirt with these large polka dots, perhaps a white shirt with black dots that I could wear with my favorite deep red lip, which right now I'm really revisiting my Fenty MVP a lot It's the lipstick that I mentioned to you on a previous episode that it does go everywhere, but it is the most perfect blue toned, highly pigmented red. I just, I love it. And I've been getting so many compliments on it lately. I think it's just an instant look when you can't be bothered to do much else. Some more of Mandy's ins, which weren't so fashion related are earnestness. 
which I really agree with. I've been banging on about you doing you to the fullest to all of my friends and on this show for a while now. And I think to really be you, you have to be authentic and earnest, even intense, like the thing you want to do, just really do it. And the thing that you want to do should be you. It shouldn't be somebody else's take on things. It shouldn't be somebody else's style. Absolutely, you can be inspired by someone. But I just think being earnest is the most truthful way you can stick to being you without getting distracted. Mandy also has on her list of ins being a beginner at something, which again is something I try to do each year, but this year I want to put an actual target there. And this year I want to be a beginner at the French language. So if you've got any tips for learning, please DM me over at Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram or X and let me know. I'm currently subscribing to a few French shows on Netflix and I'm also doing a free YouTube series of 45 free French lessons on a channel called Learn French with Alexa. It's the fourth day of the year and I'm only on day two, but I am learning. I have learned, you know, simple greetings, how to say my name, where I'm from, but I can't lie. I already knew those things and I think that's why I'm going for French because I don't know if it's what I learned at school or if it's my love of watching fashion documentaries often in French, but I think I have this basic understanding. I think I just need to really learn how to speak French and have a conversation. Something else on Mandy's in-list was being proud of yourself, which I find encouraging because Mandy is someone who's achieved so much. She's so well-respected in the fashion industry. She's just very good at what she does, which is fashion analysis. And I think sometimes it could be easy for someone like Mandy to just get wrapped up in the doing, the producing, the sharing. But I think it's so good that someone that's achieved so much also knows to reflect and think, I did that and be proud. I think it's so healthy to be proud of what you've achieved, especially during those moments when you're just like, what have I even done? Like, I saw one of my favorite YouTubers who's called Kiki, Q-I-Q-I. She has a fitness channel and she is a plus size fitness model. And she released her, her last video of 2023 and she's like, I haven't even achieved much. And I sat there thinking, but you're on the cover of a magazine. You inspire so many people. You're traveling with Gymshark. It's just very easy to disregard what you've achieved when it's already happened, right? So I think Mandy's tip on being proud of yourself is such a healthy one because how can you even build on something if you don't even recognize how far you've come? Switching to Mandy's out list, I was a little hurt by this one. I'm not going to lie. Mandy said that podcasts are out, but you know, it's okay. That's the nature of life. We don't always love everything and that is okay. I've got certain podcasts that I used to listen to every week and now I can't stand them. So if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Um, one point I definitely do agree with on Mandy's outlist though, is assigning morality to weight, which if you're a regular listener, you know, I addressed this in episode 206 and I'm going to expand upon it a little bit more because it's also on my own outlist. 
Another major out for Mandy is filler, and she includes it both when it comes to injectables that we put in our face, but also when it comes to words, which really made me giggle because I'm sorry, but a lot of magazines out there, online, in print, everything, I think they'd have a tough time with this filler issue because a lot of them are using AI-generated content. Like when you search for something these days on Google, the amount of AI-generated articles that come up is shocking, and you actually become you actually end up kind of recognizing them. There's a tone or there are certain facts that they all share. So I fully agree with filler being out when it comes to words. I don't know if I fully agree with filler being out when it comes to injectables, because just like Kirby Johnson, who also features fillers on her outs list, but she mentions it with, she, but she also mentions it's nuanced. I'm kind of leaning more towards Kirby. I I'm not ever going to say fillers are out for me or for anyone else. Well, because for anyone else, it's not my business. But for me, I don't know. If things start to sag a little bit more, you know, I have had fillers twice before. Um, I just don't talk about it. I haven't had them since the pandemic, I would say. I liked what they did. Did anybody else notice? I don't know. And I think that's what it is. It's a very personal thing. Going back to Kirby Johnson, who, by the way, is co-host of the Los Angeles podcast. And she's also someone who's great at looking at beauty trends, as well as going behind the scenes of some of your favorite films and TV shows. I wanted to share some things from Kirby's list of ins for 2024, because two of them just really, really, I was like, yes. The first one is blogs. Although I'm wondering if we need to create a new word for this because blogs feel so old now. They feel so retro. And I, you know, I say that as someone who's had a blog for years. I actually, my blog used to be called No Grace Kelly. And I changed it to my name because that's really what it should be if you want people to find you, SEO, blah, blah, blah. But I've always loved writing. And for me, blogs are very different to a newsletter which you can sign up for mine if you like at beautymenotes.substat.com. But I think blogs are a little bit more personal because it's yours. It's not necessarily a newsletter that you're sending out, hoping that people will read it and hoping that certain things will appeal to them. A blog is where you are right now, how you feel. You can get as detailed as you like. You can write pieces as long as you like. You can insert as many images and videos, different sizes, all with your own signature aesthetic. And I think that's what makes them so personal. A newsletter, you still have to work within the boundaries of the site you are working with. Yes, you can change colors on your sub stack and you can change fonts and you can add images, but that's kind of where the kind of stylistic take ends. Just yesterday, I discovered Lizzie Hadfield's blog. You might already know Lizzie. I did not know Lizzie. I just found her YouTube really refreshing. She did a vlog about mince pies and I was instantly hooked because why shouldn't we compare mince pies? Um, I don't know how regularly, regularly she updates her blog, but I kind of found it after following her on YouTube and it really reminded me of why I began blogging. It was all for the love of sharing and documenting without any worry of algorithms or keeping up with what everyone else is doing or how many clicks this piece is going to get. 
Instead, you can just say how you feel and just send it out there. You've done it for the doing, you know, you've done it for yourself and it's out there. Also, before I move on, I just want to say, if you are anyone working in the creative fields, please, please make 2024 the year you get a proper grown-up website. Please stop relying on Instagram to keep your audience informed. They barely see your posts. Are they even seeing your stories? Having your own site means that you won't be at the mercy of an algorithm that doesn't care about you from a site that isn't guaranteed to be around forever. I feel like I should have had a Squarespace ad right here. Squarespace, if you're listening, this would have been the perfect place for you to stick an ad. Like build your own website. You can literally do it yourself. Or of course, if you have some budget, pay somebody to do it. I just think you need your own shop window and having your own site is the only way. Another in that I rejoiced in seeing on Kirby Johnson's list is gatekeeping. Let's bring it back. I'm going to go into this further in a bit as it's on my list too. (laughs) On Kirby's out list, she's included being chronically online, which again, I fully agree with. Do you think you could put your phone away for an hour a day? Does that sound impossible? I actually love turning my phones off. Yes, I've got two. One is for work, one is for personal. Not everybody has both numbers. For me, turning my phones off is the only way I can guarantee that no one bothers me. And I mean no one, even people that I love. Unless, of course, I decide to open up my email on my laptop. But that is, I feel that's more of a decision than just mindlessly opening your email app on your phone for the 50th time that day. I know it's challenging, but I think if you're someone that's able to, try to remember a time when you didn't have to check your emails or see what so-and-so is up to online. For many of you, that's going to be impossible because you've grown up with the internet. So instead, I would just say, can you just leave your phone at home? Go check out a movie. Um, I guess you'll probably need your phone to scan your ticket. (laughs) But you could just buy a ticket, you know, at the till. Um, Go outside, go and sit in the park, listen to the birds, Just look at the people around you, go to a cafe and people watch, buy yourself a really nice coffee, visit an exhibition. The world outside is so much bigger and more colorful and you can always go back to your phone. Another Kirby out I'm in full agreement with is vaping, purely because here in the UK, I'm sorry, anyone that vapes, many of the people who vape, seem to think it's okay to leave their packaging on the floor in the street. And I think the problem is they've made vape packaging really pretty. Like I don't vape, but I've seen some really pretty ones like in cherry colors and minty tones and lavender. They're making vaping seem so pretty and collectible and cute. But why does it end up on the street? I'm really sick of it. If like some of my friends who vape, you manage to put your rubbish in the bin, of course, keep vaping away. I I haven't got a problem with you, but Kirby goes a step further and adds, it's time to grow up and smoke cigarettes like an adult. And that really got me thinking because I don't know if you've noticed, smoking, smoking hasn't gone anywhere. And this point kind of, kind of feel like I have to expose myself a little bit here because many of you won't know, but smoking has long been a part of my life. Like many here in the UK, I started as a 16-year-old. I tried my first cigarette in an alleyway during a break at school and coughed my guts up. 
And that was it for me. I, I didn't really take it on as a thing. Later on, I went to uni. Probably had the odd cigarette when I was at the pub. Much later, when I moved to Dubai, it seemed like everybody smoked. And I think that was in part due to the fact that a packet of cigarettes, I swear, I think it was less than two pounds for a pack of 20. It was it was ridiculous. It was it was so cheap. It's like, why wouldn't you smoke? And it seemed to go with two of my favorite things that both involved the sun, sitting in the sun, having a coffee with a cigarette, sitting in the sun, having a cocktail with a cigarette. They just kind of worked. And although I wasn't that person that would wake up and instantly stick a cigarette or fag, as they're often known here in the UK, the way I'm saying it is cigarette only. Um, some, some of my friends would literally wake up and be like, I need a fag, I need a fag, put one in the mouth. I was not that person, but I was the person that would have that packet of cigarettes in my bag on a Friday night. That was me. And I would definitely, even when I moved back to the UK, when I'd be on deadline for the magazine that I was editing, I would definitely have a couple of days where I'd be like, I need to pop out and have a cigarette. I think it's definitely, as someone who has smoked, I can say I do feel smoking is associated with a feeling of literally taking a deep breath and relaxing. That's the closest I can get to pinpointing what it does. I think it allows you a moment of clarity. And I actually think that is a positive thing. I think that we don't often have moments of clarity. I think we often work on autopilot. I'm not saying that smoking is the right way to get that moment of clarity, but I really think that's what it would do for me. Um, and even recently, I, I even had one on Christmas Eve. Um, but before that, I'd really, really noticed that smoking seems to have very much been decancelled or whatever. What's the opposite of being cancelled or what's it called when you've been cancelled and you're brought back <laughs> I'm gonna say decancelled for now but I really 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 think smoking is back I don't think it went away it's just more in our faces now you've got Lily Rose Depp who's basically like could we call her the new Kate Moss she's always got a cigarette in her hand recent winner of model of the year Paloma Alcesa one of my faves she's been smoking for years singer fka twigs shared some recent holiday videos and i spotted a packet of these blue marlboros in the background smoking has become so freely accepted on social media which therefore means it's likely being accepted in social circles if these images are to be believed it's been so freely accepted it's even got me wondering are the cigarette companies finding a new way to make smoking cool again like are these brands possibly approaching celebrities in some hush-hush deals. Like, I wouldn't put it past them because obviously over recent years, smoking cigarette companies have just not been able to shout about their products, just like every other industry is. In the UK, cigarette advertising stopped in the mid-1960s and tobacco advertising was outlawed in 2003. But it's as though the laws that demanded cigarettes should be hidden from view... Like if you go into a supermarket in the UK now, you'll see these silver banners pulled down and you know behind that there's lots of cigarettes. <laughs> it's like, I wonder if the fact that they have demanded that cigarettes be hidden has given them a certain allure, like a new coolness. 
has smoking got this kind of naughty connotation to it now? Despite the fact that it's bad for your health, I'm not, I'm not ignoring that here. I'm talking about how it has always had an element of coolness, rightly or wrongly. Even in a recent episode of my new YouTube series, which of course I'm going to leave a link for you in the show notes, I host that alongside fashion creator Charney Ra. And in the last episode, we touched upon how Diet Coke and cigarettes are the quintessential classic fashion girly diet. Again, I'm not questioning whether it's right or wrong. I'm just stating it as a fact. Diet Coke and cigarettes have long been this recipe for suppressing your appetite. It's a way of life for many in the public eye who want to keep their weight down. That is just a fact. Hi, it's me interrupting myself just to tell you that I have a brand new show on YouTube. It's called How to Be Fashionable and Beautiful. It's all about personal style. And I co-host a show with my friend and collaborator, Charney Ra. She's been on the show before. She is a fashion expert. And so we decided it made sense that we got together. Chani weighs in on the fashion, I weigh in on the beauty moments. Series one has four amazing episodes for you where we talk about tips on finding your personal style. And in episode one, we also discuss our favorite moments from fashion month. What's more, at the end of every single episode, we're going to share with you a personal style tip from one of our favorite fashion or beauty creators around the world. So always make sure you watch till the end to see if it's someone you know. If you want to check it out today, I'll leave a link in the show notes for you. Now it's back to this episode. So now it's time to share my ins and outs. I'd love to know yours too, by the way. So if you're listening on Spotify, be sure to check out the show's page because I'm going to stick a question there there for you. And if you're listening elsewhere, feel free to DM me at Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram or X and tell me your own ins and outs for 2024. First up on my in list is play. I feel like this is a subject that comes up often on this show, especially when I speak with makeup artists. It's the importance of play. It's what we used to do when we were children until one day our parents or caregivers decide to say, hey, no, enough of playing around. You've got to grow up now. But I think we always should have been encouraged to continue playing. I feel that through play, you learn who you really are from your clothes to your hair to your makeup. Like play around. You can always change things. I'm not even talking about buying anything new. Play around with what you've already got. If I go upstairs and look in my makeup cupboards, I know there are multiple items that I have only used once. Maybe some of them I haven't ever used. Play with what you already have. Play with your hair even go online and play with AI. Like that's got to be a good reason to have AI. Change up your look without committing any cash. Just play around and see who you want to be or see which part of you you want to express for 2024. Another in for me, like I said, I fully agree with Kirby Johnson. Let's bring back gatekeeping. It's for your own good. Someone tells you their exact makeup combo. Does that mean you're going to have the same look? They tell you where they bought their favorite, their new vintage leather from. Are you going to go to that shop and get that jacket? They tell you their exact camera setup. Does that mean you're going to take the same picture? No. So what do you gain by just take, take, taking information? I feel social media has really made us feel very entitled to just ask. And also ask without any manners, by the way. Like I could be doing a TikTok and it's like lipstick. 
I said it. Call me old school, but how about, hey, love what you're doing or, hey, really like that. What color is it? Just add a little bit more, you know, use your sentences. Um, I just think it's, it's kind of like a two pronged one, this one for me, because there's that side of just asking and taking. But there's also for me, just don't even bother asking. Instead, like, look at yourself instead. Why not become your own influencer? Why not decide what makes you happy? And have it not be based on what somebody else is telling you makes them happy, looks good, smile, slimmer. Be your own influencer and stop impulse buying just because somebody else has that thing. Try and be intentional in your choices and do your own research. Google is great. Next, it's cleaning your makeup brushes. You're wasting your money on skincare if you haven't washed your brushes since the last time you used them. Yep, that means I'm saying clean your brushes or at the very least disinfect them after every use. I've learned this the hard way. I was doing so many things that I thought were right for my skin. And then Katie England, the facialist who is amazing, told me you really need to disinfect everything that you're using because many of my breakouts would be linked to bacteria. And I have noticed that since I started reusing Clinisooth, I did use Clinisooth when I had maskne on just an awful level a few years ago. It's kind of like this spray, it's hypochlorous acid. It just keeps things very clean and bacteria free. And I think it's helped to keep my breakouts to a minimum. Next, it's storage. I don't know about you, but this in is for me. It's time for me to get super organized. If I can get organized ASAP, I think my episodes are going to be better and I know I'm going to be able to do a lot more video content. My drawers are overflowing. I've got boxes of products waiting to be photographed, which will then need to be reviewed and talked about or ignored. I need to get organized. And I think that's going to start with clearing out anything that might have gone off because makeup and skincare do go off and trust me you don't want to be putting that on your face but it's also I need to see what I could use more of or what I'm not using at all could that be given away would it be hygienic for me to give it away or can I pass it off to one of my sisters like I really need to look at what's there get rid and get organized and just have everything labeled. I think that's the goal. Lots of drawers. There's a creator on TikTok that I love called Tanem. She does the most amazing lip products. She does a lot of stuff, but her lip product videos just go viral every time. And she has these amazing drawers that she uses. And she shared the other day that they are from Ikea. So I'm definitely buying all the drawers <laughs> ASAP. And I can't wait to show you what I end up doing with my storage because I think I will share that because I think it's something that a lot of us have feel challenged over, especially when you're someone in the beauty space. My next one is really simple, kind of follows on for the makeup brushes thing, actually. Stop touching your face. That's a note for me as well, Sharice, stop touching your face. Again, Katie England told me <laughs> we were actually chatting ahead of my last facial with her and I went to point at a spot and she just reached out and said, don't do that. <laughs> and I was like okay, I got it. You know, it's not, it, it's just not wise. Let's just not do it. Another thing that I think everybody should stop doing is stop telling yourself there isn't a red lipstick for you. I see this, especially with women of color. Stop telling yourself there isn't a red lipstick for you. Yes, there is. Go and play at a counter. 
Go to a counter and try and assess, is there someone there that's going to get you and what you want? Is there someone there that makes you feel comfortable and ask them for help? Or go online and ask people, I won't gatekeep this one for you. (laughs) I know I'm talking about gatekeeping, but it's time to just look for that perfect red for you because there is one for you. You've got to take into account what kind of finish you want, how long do you want it to wear on your lips? And then, of course, you've got to look at your skin tone, the undertones, what you also like to wear. There is a red for you, trust me. Something else that's kind of linked to this in that it's a bit outdated, just views on what makeup is suitable for different age ranges. Like if you want to wear glitter, wear glitter. If you want to wear a matte yellow lipstick, get it. It is not just for a 20-something. Plus, it comes off. Again, this just goes back to my first point of play. Play is for everybody. My final in is I think the beauty industry and us as beauty users, we need to be a little bit more responsible. We're always giving the fashion industry grief about fast fashion. But yet you go out and buy five new lip glosses or a new lip oil every month. Like, Why is beauty separate from the sustainability conversation? I think we really need to hold the industry more accountable. And what we can do as individuals is start to look at brands who do offer refills, such as Surat Beauty, one of my favorites. I buy refills for their autographic eyeliner as soon as I need them. It's just so great not to have to buy an entirely new product. And yes, the the eyeliner itself, it doesn't look brand new and sparkly, but it absolutely works, especially once I put a new cartridge in. I just think we will each have our own things that we're willing to do. I'm not saying everybody has to do everything, but if we each find something we're willing to do, surely it would have some effect on how the industry keeps producing things like dropping product ranges every couple of months. Is that the way forward? I don't think so. Now we get to my out list and there are just three things on this one. The first of which goes back to what Mandy Lee said about weight. While Mandy said don't assign morality to weight, I just want to say, and I've said it before, stop commenting on weight. Someone else's weight is none of your business. It's time to just shut up about weight altogether. Don't compliment weight loss or gain. It doesn't matter if you see it as a positive. It doesn't matter if you really want to share that you think that person looks great. Oh, you can say they look great, actually. Let me take that back. But just don't bring the weight into it. I recently saw someone. I'd first met him when he was working in one job extremely hard. That's how I knew him. A year later, I see him working at this new job. And I was like, he looks so good. And I was like, can I say this? And I said, well, yeah, I can because I'm not attributing it to anything. And and by the way, weight didn't even come into this. It was literally like his eyes looked so bright and blue. His hair looked like it had grown. It was really glossy. This person just looked happier. So I said, you look good. But weight weight never came into it. And I think if it had, I still would have said, you look good. And if you're stuck and if, or if you feel like, I can't just say you you look good. I know I'm going to say you've lost weight. Then just don't say it at all. You've got no clue why or how that person lost or gained weight and you have no clue how it's actually making them feel. So just focus on the human in front of you. 
And I think that's why I ended up saying that this person looked good because I was like, as a human being, this person is just looking good. If you need even more context on this, I'll share a link to the episode that I did on other people's weight in the show notes for you. Next, it's a short and sweet one, judging others. As long as they're not coming for you, let people play how they see fit. And that what I'm talking about is what people do with their own bodies. I'm not talking about what people do to others. That's a different thing. But when it comes to how somebody dresses, wears makeup, chooses to show up in the world, we don't have to like everything or everyone. And just think while you're sat there judging, who could be judging you and how would that make you feel? Finally, lying or at least elaborating a little too much. I'm sorry, I'm seeing a lot of this and I'm also seeing a lot of so-called experts popping up in certain areas. Absolutely be enthusiastic about food, interiors, dating, like find your thing, talk about it, share about it, but keep it real when it comes to your actual experience. Because I'm seeing, I see a lot of things that don't add up and I just think, well, if you're putting out this fake story, this fake success, like follow my tips for this and you'll get that, but you're not actually living the success side of that. I I just don't get how how you can keep doing that. I do think this year we're going to see a lot of creators slash influencers fall a little bit flat because I do think a lot of us are looking for something a bit more real. And by real, I don't mean someone that's willing to cry either. I literally mean real, like the basic day-to-day stuff, how you cope with this thing called life. Also, just final point on this, an expert is what other people call you. You don't need to go around calling yourself an expert. Okay, so before I get super, just super heated and controversial, I'm going to stop because that is a long enough list of ins and outs for 2024. And we're only at the beginning of the year. Who knows, by March, we all might have some new ins and outs that we have to revise from what we've said this week. But above all else, it's just felt really good to be back. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I am so grateful for every member of the Beauty Me audience, whether that's on socials, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen, wherever you share. I can't wait to work on research and deliver so many more episodes to you this year. I still really love making this show and recently I've realized there's still not that many beauty podcasts around, especially not coming out of the UK right now. (laughs) It still feels really niche and special and I really love that. So I'll see you next time. 